0: Support comes from Kenmore Air, offering getaways to charming Victoria, B.C. with daily flights. Just a quick 45-minute flight from Seattle to Victoria's Inner Harbor from only $169 per person one way. Bookings available now at KenmoreAir.com.
1: You're listening to Soundside. I'm Libby Denkman. Islanders and Peninsula residents who rely on ferries to get around the Puget Sound will tell you— Aging boats and an unreliable system are squeezing their way of life. Often these boats are the only way of getting back to the mainland for doctor's appointments, to see family, go to school, things like that. Increasingly, counties are stepping up to fill the gaps created by the beleaguered state ferry system with their own ferry services. And the state has planned to help fund those efforts, including new electric boats for Skagit County's Guemas Island Ferry Run and Kitsap County's Seattle Bremerton Run. But there's a catch. And it has to do with you, the voters. Some of these fairies' fates rests on the future of the state's controversial cap and trade program, which will be on the ballot in November. That's according to the latest reporting from Tom Bonsey, a semi-retired longtime correspondent for KUOW and our fellow NPR stations. And Tom is currently freelancing at the Salish Current. Hey, Tom, it's so good to have you here. So good to have you in the studio. Thanks for being back on Soundside.
0: Sure. And we got a good topic here.
1: Yeah, we really do. I know ferries are a huge hot button for folks on the peninsulas, folks on the the islands. We always hear about it. So there's a lot of ferries in Washington state. And I think a lot of people don't realize they're not all Operated by the Washington State Department of Transportation, exactly, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's the difference here, and what's available?
0: There's quite a few things to try out if you haven't made some, you know, weekend day trips to the islands and want a trip maybe with less hassle than Washington State ferries. Starting in the north, you could go to Lummi Island, which is a Whatcom County ferry, a very old ferry. It's over 60 years old, the Whatcom oh. Chief. So you might have to wait a round trip or two before your turn to get on, because there's just 20 slots on this little old ferry. But they're uh, thinking about electrifying that. Um, Then we have the Guimas Island Ferry, also quite small, operated by Skagit County, just a five-minute crossing from Anacortes over to Guimas Island. But, you know, if you ask me, that's a trip to the San Juans without the hassle of actually going to the San Juans. More uh, non-state ferry, Ferries, right from downtown Seattle, you could go to Vashon Island with the King County water taxi, which is not actually a taxi, if you ask me, it's a passenger-only ferry. Or Kitsap Transit, same dock, Southworth, Bremerton, or Kingston is, is my recommendation for a. Nice little day trip uh, on a speedy ferry.
1: Yeah, and that's the Kitsap Fast Ferry. Those are really great, really yeah. nice, um, nice boats.
0: And have you been to Anderson Island?
1: I had family that used to live oh, on Anderson Island, okay. so yep, I used to go every every Christmas. That's the
0: Pierce County Ferry, not Washington State Ferries. Um, they're the we won't talk about them anymore because they managed to pay for their replacement boat about a decade ago. And last but not least, uh, across the Columbia River from Kathlamet to Oregon on the old Oscar B, which is a Waukiakum County ferry.
1: And where do these get their funding from?
0: They are mostly supported by the counties. Originally, it would be road taxes. But, you know, ferries, like most other transit, doesn't pay for itself. uh, So the fares cover maybe less than half. Uh, And these are smaller counties. It's not King County, except for you know the water taxi we just mentioned, the ca- the county launched on its own.
1: Similar one that goes between West Seattle and downtown as
0: well. Yes, that's also the same King County water taxi. Uh, Kitsap Transit started with road taxes, but they went to their voters uh, with a sales tax. So when you buy anything over in Bremerton, you're making a very small contribution to keeping their uh, ferry system running. But there's now state subsidies involved to keep them going, and replacing the boats, the county voters can't do that by themselves, it turns out.
1: And why do we need to replace these boats? I mean, we've heard a lot about the aging Washington State Ferry system, but I mean, if you're talking about that Lummy Island boat, for example, 60 years old, it's time for some of these to get a refresh. Yeah,
0: and when you start delving into each case, it's like, I've heard this story before. It's a, a lot of overlap with the aging Washington State Ferries, the green and white ones that we know so well. They're, they're old boats, and they want to electrify them for the next generation. Same as Washington State Ferries. Uh, Jay Inslee wants hybrid electric um, state ferries and the next procurement will probably run on batteries most of the time. Uh, these county-operated folks can see the future. In the case of Guimas Island, it would be an all-electric boat, which mm. is quite interesting. Uh, so it, and and it's, a, it's suited for that. It's just a five-minute crossing, and then you're sitting at the dock and can plug in and recharge.
1: So what's the state's plan? What are legislators' plans to support this effort?
0: Well, the counties are coming to the legislature with their hands out, saying um, we've asked for federal grants. In some cases, gotten that. We're going to ask our local voters, or uh, you know, or just you know, do a county bond issue. But that won't cover the new terminals. And you know, you seem to want you know, democratically run Olympia to electrify everything, and and that costs more than going with a diesel boat.
1: It's been a priority of the governor too, for sure,
0: and so and that argument's resonating in Olympia. So, um, Guimas Island has had a big cost overrun for their battery electric ferry, which is which is cutting edge, and they said, you know, we looked at the bids, we rejected them all. That you know, that was beyond the budget that we had said a couple years ago. Can you give us another twelve million? And the legislature in the state house said yes, uh, and and there were finalizing the budgets right now
1: so they can go back and maybe uh, solicit bids again and actually accept one of them yes, I mean, yeah, that would it turns out idea. it's really expensive to make yeah. ferries i gotta say not, That's...
0: not only the ferries but the dock is also surprisingly expensive I mean, they're building slightly bigger ferries which they need to um but that means the dock needs to be upgraded and and i didn't realize bringing a plug in for a ferry is a lot more than to, charger you might put in your garage for your Tesla. It's really expensive.
1: Do these counties face the same issues with replacing their ferries that the Washington State Ferry System does, where the bids have to come from within the United States because of some kind of old-fashioned laws on the books right in the United States? Yeah,
0: technically it's called the Jones Act, but it's, again, the same issue. There's less competition uh, than there would be. I mean, well, put it this way, you could get a new ferry a lot cheaper if you bought it in Romania, which is what BC ferries did. Uh, but the, you simply can't do that under federal law. So the one helpful thing is that these are 30, you know, 28 car boats, 35 cars in the case of, uh, the or 34 cars in the case of the new Lummi Island Ferry. That um, probably is in the capacity of some of the North Sound shipyards that can't build, you know, the. Washington State Ferries, newest big boats. But um, it's possible this will be a locally built or several locally built new ferries.
1: So the counties are going to the legislator. They're asking for assistance in the case of Guimas Island, uh, Lummi Island, Kitsap, Transit, any other places that have been looking to upgrade their ferry systems and going to the legislature that we haven't talked about yet.
0: Those are the big ones. Those are the big ones. Plus Washington State Ferries.
1: Sure. And the legislature is saying, yes, we want to earmark some money for you. We're gonna help you. But there's a big catch, right, Tom, because of the politics that's lurking in the background here. What's going on?
0: I mean to me that this takes an interesting story up an extra degree because there's now suspense. If you get yes, you can kind of celebrate, but then if you're as particularly right now a Guimas Islander or maybe a KitSap transit user, the money is not, cannot be spent till January next year, and that's because it's being made contingent on the outcome of the November election on I-2117, which uh, might become better known later this year. But that's the uh, proposal to repeal cap and trade in in our state, and the legislature is getting way more money than they thought from cap and trade last year, uh, and. And then they have these cost overruns. And so they can say, yes, we can help you. Phew. Yeah. But it may all be for naught.
1: It may all be for naught. So the cap-and-trade system in Washington state, we've talked about this on the show, It turns out those allowances for carbon credits ended up much more expensive than predicted. Um, There were fewer allowances maybe and a steeper ambition for carbon cutting in Washington state than, say, in California, other places that have uh, implemented these systems. And so there was this big surplus of money from the cap and trade auctions. And so what you're saying, Tom, is the legislature is... Flush. They are excited about contributing to these electrified ferry systems to help upgrade docks and boats for counties across western Washington. But there's this huge threat looming to that money.
0: And it's not just ferries. It's, you know, wildfire threat prevention. There are all sorts of things legislatures were able to pay for this year um, that they're putting a contingency on. There's uh, bike paths in Spokane. There's things around the air, SeaTac Airport uh, for air pollution reduction, a long list of things where the legislature said, You have a good thing, we'll pay for it, but wait and don't vote for this initiative <laughs> if you're yeah. the Democratic majority.
1: So we learned recently that the state legislature is not going to hold hearings on at least three of these big initiatives that Republicans are running that they got enough signatures to send to the legislature on. And one of them that is going to definitely go straight to voters is I-2117, this one that you just mentioned, Mm -hmm. Um, the repeal of the Climate Commitment Act, the cap and trade system, which, you know, again, we're going to be talking about it so much this year. It is really Governor Jay Inslee's signature piece of legislation. It is, you know, the effort to reduce carbon production by companies in Washington state. They have to buy allowances on these auctions. Talk to me about the ways that Ferry funding is going to be caught up within the politics of Initiative 2117. What kind of messaging are you expecting as this year unfolds?
0: I was kind of intrigued. I've been had my ear down all this week since the budgets were released uh, about a week ago now, if there would be blowback on that. I mean, because the legislature has sprinkled things all across the states with the ferries being among the most high profile that are linked now to this outcome, that if the money goes away, your thing won't be purchased, which is big things like two new state ferries. Uh, So the attitude I'm hearing from both Republicans and Democrats is, OK, we have this money for now, and these are you know, plausible things we could spend it on. So we're going to put out a budget that does this. If it goes away, you know it goes away, and the counties will have to find somewhere else. And in, in case of the ferries we we're talking about, state ferries will be the legislature's problem next year. They'll have to possibly stretch it out. Republicans are suggesting maybe we don't do electric ferries at the beginning for the first couple new ferries, but take an off-the-shelf design that's cheaper. The interesting thing is one of the caveated items did get major blowback, which is the $200 electricity rebate that low-income electric ratepayers would get from cap-and-trade proceeds that at least next year's payment under that proposed program from originally proposed by the governor would go away. Hmm. Republicans said, you know, that smacks of a bribe telling people you won't get your $200 bill credit if you repeal our our cherished cap-and-trade program. But the ferry funding, which has the same caveat on it, you know, it's just, you know, shrug your shoulders. That's that's life trying to balance a budget in Olympia.
1: Couldn't you kind of argue that all of this, though, is somewhat of a quid pro pro quo for voters? I mean, that's kind of what funding through programs is like the legislature the democratic controlled legislature is saying hmm those are nice county ferry plans you have there that's right. shame if something would were to happen, happen to that, that. Exactly. like that's that's what they're arguing i can already see the yard signs on the peninsula and across the san juan islands saying you better vote down 2117 or kiss those ferries goodbye
0: yeah and we haven't seen that yet but Um, That uh, I the same thought crossed my mind, too. And there'll be drama, I guess, all through the summer, at least, because no one really knows, as you were saying at the top, this is a controversial program that's raised gas gasoline prices quite a bit in our state. And, you know, do people want the ferries more than they want, uh, you know, a cheaper fill up uh, or, you know, fill in the blank of what it is?
1: Well, and gas prices are a really visceral thing that people can understand. It's a kitchen table issue. Now, for many communities, ferries are kitchen table issues. But these are like future fixes and investments in a better ferry infrastructure for these counties and for the state. Will people feel that as close to home and as... Again, viscerally, as they do with gas prices. That's a really interesting question. And
0: then, you know, it doesn't take long before you get into the budget weeds of like, OK, if we don't use the Climate Commitment Act money, which is the Olympia speak for this pot of, of surplus, what else could we use and who else would we take it away from? Uh, and I'm, you know, if I had to guess, there's going to be fewer bike paths, maybe, so that we still get a new ferry next year were this repeal to pass.
1: But that's not something that Democrats in Olympia want to talk about. No, no, they want to. <laughs> they don't want to they, say you know, that they, there's other their options. Their argument is
0: this is a good program, keep it, and and we're doing good things with the money. This is extra money. This is bringing in.
1: Yeah. So there's a lot riding on twenty one seventeen. When we talk about, obviously, the efforts to reduce carbon emissions in this state, the efforts to uh, continue to contribute to climate resilience, that's what the folks who support the Climate Commitment Act will say, this is contributing to, you know, helping to... Adjust farmers who are going to have to, you know, change their crops out because of climate change, all sorts of climate resiliency programs, but also this transit infrastructure. That's going to be a huge part of making the case for Democrats in Olympia to vote 2117 down. Anything else you want to add here, Tom, about the stakes, especially for these communities that rely on the ferries? What are you hearing from them?
0: I Some of the most vocal people are San Juan Islanders, and, and that's not surprisingly. They truly are dependent on the Washington State ferries to get to the mainland for so many things, including sports and the tourism that comes from the mainland to the islands. The Islanders' ask this year, which really hasn't gotten very far, is, we want our own county-operated or somehow locally controlled inter-island passenger-only ferries like maybe Kitsap has or King County Water Taxi. And there is a private little operation that maybe even could be scaled up really quickly uh, in the islands. That's, that's come to the rescue and uh, runs were canceled at the end of the day and people were otherwise going to be stranded overnight. The legislature, the best they can do at this point in, in the budgets that are passing to the governor shortly is a study, which, you know, frankly, if I were an islander, it's like, OK, thanks, but that's not going to help me for the next two years.
1: Yeah, that doesn't get me from Orcas Island to Shaw Island or, you know, what have you.
0: So keep an eye on that. Uh, that might be the next county with its own ferry system that you can try out.
1: Well, it's a fascinating slice of the future of transit in our state and also the stakes of one of these big voter initiatives that we know for sure is going to go to the ballot now, um, 2117, the effort to repeal the cap and trade system in Washington state. Tom Bonsey. Thank you so much for bringing us this story and for chatting about it. I can tell you and I both uh, love talking politics, so I hope we can do it a lot more as the year unfolds. And fairies, too. And fairies. We love talking politics and fairies with Tom and Libby. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And we're going to continue talking about the state's cap-and-trade system and the initiative to repeal it here on the show. Later this week, I'll be asking the Climate Commitments Act's biggest backer what he thinks of the effort, Governor Jay Inslee. He'll be on our show live on Wednesday, starting at noon. And we want to know what questions you have for the governor as he finishes his final year in office Send us an email at soundside at K-U-O-W dot O-R-G, or leave us a voicemail with your question for the governor. You might hear it on air. Our number is 206-221-3213. That's 206-221-3213 with your questions for Governor Jay Inslee. Thanks for listening to SoundSide. This show is only possible because listeners support us. If you're able to give right now, please check out the show notes for a link to donate. And don't forget, you can listen live on KUOW 94.9 FM Seattle at noon and 8 p.m. Monday through Thursday or anytime online at KUOW.org.